Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of the Advisor Arena podcast, and I'm here with Josh, as usual, but also a special guest, Jonathan Johnson, who we've worked with for years, both Josh and I. So, Jonathan, thank you for joining us today. It's good to have you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So a topic that everybody is probably going to cringe a little bit, sit in their seat, go, I think they're talking to me. But we're going to talk to those of you that have prospects. You know their prospects for you, but you just haven't done a good job of following up with them or staying in touch with them or really converting them to appointments, which, Jonathan, is what led you to create your new company, Prospect Recovery Service, right? Yes. Okay, so I've got to ask you here, tell us how the evolution of this came about. Your dad, Jim, is somebody that I've worked with for years, and he's honestly probably one of my favorite humans of all time, just genuinely the nicest, most authentic. Josh is smiling because he's like, yeah, that's true. He is just one of the most genuine, authentically kind people that I have ever met. So I could not be happier to see his success over the last few years. But tell me what your perspective of that evolution of his business has been like and how that got you where you're at. Okay. Well, 2012, I believe, um, my dad, Jim, found the Federal Employee Program and started buying seminars, got trained, um, was doing restaurant seminars before that. And, but nothing really changed because as most agents I've talked to, they're looking for that low hanging fruit from a seminar. And then there might be 27 other people who you call once or email a couple times, put them on a drip list, but never speak with them again. So then fast forward to 2014 and he's probably doing three or 4 million a year in business, which no, it was not bad for a single man. I didn't have any assistance, um, but not where we should be with the amount of leads he had. Well, you touched on something there, the low hanging fruit. And I think that's key, right? Because you get so busy, you get in like this, just this busy cycle of I've spent money on this seminar. I've got prospects that want to meet with me. Now I'm moving forward with those appointments. I'm trying to write the business. I'm trying to keep them happy. Now I've got another seminar coming up. And you probably know you have this group of potential, you know, uh, people that you could meet with, but you got so busy just keeping everything going as a one man show. He lost out on a lot of opportunity there. And you saw that. Right. So I was working at a restaurant at the, during that time. And, but I was pretty good making phone calls. I had done that before. So I came home from uh, work one day and I saw a stack Uh, like a literally two inch stack of leads that they had emailed once. And I said, Hey, can I try and call these and set up your appointments? He's like, sure, but I don't know how much luck you're going to have, you know, and we've tried. So then two hours later, I set up 16 appointments for him, immediate appointments. And he asked me if I wanted to start working for him. And so the rest is history with me being employed by my dad. Well, I just have to say, if anybody's called lead, <laughs> nobody likes to do it. So one, I'm amazed that you looked at the stack of cards on the desk and were like, 
you know what sounds like a fun fun thing to do to kill my evening here after work is I'm going to call all these people that my dad said don't want to talk to him. So that takes a, you know, that takes a special skill set, I think. Yeah. What was what was the reaction when you called? So Jim said, good luck. I've tried. We've emailed them. They came to what? They came to a seminar and they did the set an appointment and then right. they tried to email them once and then they just kind of sat there. These response forms, these eval forms or lead cards or what have you. What'd they say when you called? Do you remember? Well, some people were not interested at all and told me that. Most people don't answer the phone. And then a lot of people were waiting for him to get a hold of them because they had questions about their benefits, their retirement or something like that. Yep. So from 2 million to consistently doing just right under 30 million, and he doesn't have any sub agents, you don't produce, you are supporting him to get him appointments. And it's not just him. You thought, all right, well, let me try this. Let me go try it with some others, right? Not at first. And then I spoke with some agents at the gala and the summit, and they are the same boat as my dad. You know, they're $4 million producers. And one of them is a good friend of mine says that he never picks up the phone and calls them. They sign them up right there at the seminar. And if they don't sign up, then they're dead. Drip campaigns? Yeah, but that doesn't work. Yeah. Josh, how often do you hear like, well, they're on my drip campaign, but my drip email campaign has not generated any leads for me? Uh, I think that's one thing you definitely hear consistently. It does help when you have, you know, a thousand old prospects you can drip on. So the more the more swings you take, the more the more leads you're going to get. But that's that is a thing. I mean, uh, it's tough to get leads just from from drip emails. Well, because drip emails are just that you're just staying in front of them. You're keeping them aware that I'm still here. This is still my area of expertise. Maybe the timing wasn't right, or maybe, maybe they don't have anything even, but they'll think of somebody in the future that does. It is literally just, I'm going to slowly drip on them. And if there's something here, maybe this will uncover it. It's not a lead generator. A lead generator would be I'm going to hammer the phone. I'm going to call. I'm going to try to talk to you. And I'm going to try to set an appointment, which is, I mean, you think, yeah, when we say that out loud, it seems clear, but when you get stuck in it and you get in the process, I think a lot of advisors think that, well, I put them on a drip campaign, so I should be getting leads from that. Right. And it doesn't really work that way. Go ahead. Jonathan, if that's where, if that's where advisors usually stop, they put it on a drip campaign. Jim still does that, right? He still, what, well, let me ask you this. What's his process? So we go to a seminar. He tries to set the appointments there. If they don't set an appointment, what does his process look like now for you? So he doesn't have a process. He just relies on me for all of it. Okay. What's your process? <laughs> so I'll, I'll email them, um, send out like, hey, Jim's in town because we travel a lot. We yep. go to Alaska quite a bit. Jim's in town. Who wants to meet? And we get three or four or five people that say out of 500 that want to meet. But picking up the phone for six hours and just making call after call after call. And Jim does seven, eight appointments five days a week, whether he's here or in Alaska or wherever he is, it's every day is, you know, good seven or eight appointments. Because you're calling. Yeah. You're spending how many hours a day calling? Oh, multiple every day. Yeah. 
So I, I guess my takeaway from this, when you and I have spoken about who this would be a benefit for, our advisors are pretty busy. I mean, you get to the point as a single man show where you're doing even three million, you're probably too busy to dedicate a couple of hours every single day to call through old prospects. And that's really the key, right, is the consistency of it. So yeah. having somebody, if you don't have uh, Jonathan Johnson in your office, just because he happens to be your son, well, then what are you going to do? You've got these other companies that are appointment setters, and we've all tried that. We know that doesn't always go so well. Um, but you decided then, hey, this works really well for my dad. Maybe this works for others. What was that transition like? So I have a friend named Freddie. He's in Maryland. And I approached him and I said, hey, will you be my test subject? I want to try and set some appointments for you with leads that are dead. And he's like, well, I don't think it'll work. I've tried, but go ahead. So he sent me a list of 750 names, actually like 2,000 names, but only 750 he had an email or a phone number for. So nothing I could do with the others. Right. And I worked for about a week and a half and set him up 75 appointments, and he was thrilled. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would be too. Here's 750 names that all I'm giving you is maybe a phone number and an email. And I think what's awesome about that is you didn't say, hey, give me the warm people that just attended a seminar that were right on the cusp of setting an appointment, but didn't all convert those for you. You said, nope. How, how old were some of those leads, do you think? Oh, some of them were six, seven, eight years. Mm. That's pretty incredible. And 70 leads. Yeah. That's awesome. 70 appointments set. 70 appointments. Sorry. Sorry. I misspoke. So I, I think the, don't you think the problem here, one, it's time. But even if an advisor has time, let's say, I don't know, they're going to hire an intern or they're new in their career. And so they're going to do this. They think it's a lot of rejection, right? I assume that you call for that long and it's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of, I don't want to talk to you. I said I wasn't interested. Phone numbers are disconnected. You've got to spend some days where you call for hours and get nothing. And yet your takeaway is not, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to move on to something else. Yeah, for me, it's just a numbers game. I watched the pursuit of happiness with uh, Will Smith and yeah. he was, you know, call, call, call. And that's why he was the best. And he got the job because no one else would call like he did. And I feel that's the same way with these agents. Either they're too busy. Like my dad don't have the skill set like my dad or just don't want to, or well, just content in making three or 4 million. And they're happy with that because they don't think they can do any better. Well, That's I think it's, was. it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. And you have to really be willing to step outside your comfort zone. Even if you had the time to do this, it's it's kind of a, you know, we feel like we're chasing, you know, I, I don't know how many times I should call you. I can't tell you. And Josh, I'll let you weigh in here. But we talked to a lot of advisors that are in lead programs. And I mean, nine times out of 10, they try it for a little bit and then they get out of it. And, you know, we'll ask, well, how long did you do it? Why'd you get out? I just wasn't converting anybody. And then you ask for more details. And what usually happens, Josh? Well, usually they call them one time. Uh, and if they don't pick up, that's, that's about as far as it goes. So, yeah, they, there's no process. So there's no follow-up process that they've put in place. Um, so they're just, yeah, they, they make that one dial. And if it doesn't go like they want it to go, then... Um, that person, I don't know where they end up, but they don't end up, you know, being called ever again. So that happens a lot. 
we had a gentleman come to, I think it was the summit last year and he and his wife spoke about their lead process. And he said, I, I mean, minimum, it takes 10 interactions before I actually probably meet with somebody. And you could just see the faces in the crowd. They were like, yep, nope, not for me. I'm out. I am not calling somebody 10 times. And it's not that they think, oh, I'm too good or I'm too busy. It's so uncomfortable for them to think about, like, I'm really going to contact you 10 times. I feel like I'm being so intrusive or I feel like I'm chasing. But that's exactly what it takes, right, Jonathan? I mean, how, how many times do you think you've got to call through a list? At what point do you say, Oh, nope, that's enough. I'm I don't say that's on. enough until they tell me that's enough. There you go. And I don't leave messages because nobody ever calls back. Mm, that's a good point. Do you text ever or yeah. always call? Okay. No text sometimes. And so tell me what that process looks like. You call, you don't ever leave a message, which I agree. Josh and I have this debate a lot <laughs> because Josh and I just had a conversation last week. And of course, we're calling out to advisors, but I said, I'm not going to leave a message. I've done this job for 20 years. And Maybe it's just me. They just don't want to return a call to me, but I don't ever get callbacks. So I'm sure prospects are similar. So you call and you don't get them. When do you text? Um, I'll pick a time and just text everybody. But I mean, like, do you call twice and then you try to text? Do you text if you don't get them once? Like, what's your process like for when you decide to shift gears a little bit and try to contact them a different way? I just started texting recently. Um, for the most part, I call in the morning and then I'll call in the afternoon and I'll call in the evening, different days. Yep. Um, and until I reach them. And, you know, some people work all day and they can't answer the phone during the day. And if that's when you call, you'll never get them. Yeah. That's another thing, too, is I think people don't switch up the time that they're calling. Right. They're like, well, I called them, you know, and you look back at your notes and you're like, oh, well, every time I called them, which is twice. It's 10 a.m. Well, they're working. So you've got to try to catch them at different times of the day, be willing to not leave a message or leave a message or text or whatever the process is. But most people are listening to this and they're thinking, never mind, don't even give me all the details because I'm not going to do that, but I, I will let somebody else do it for me. And that's really what we wanted you to come on for because you started this company, Prospect Recovery Services. You obviously have been doing this for years. You tried it with a couple of other agents. We know what kind of results you're having. And I'll share, I know most of our listeners are probably sick of me talking about this, but I do kind of wear two hats. So I also have my own advisory business. And like most advisors, I have a lot of prospects that I probably need to go back and follow up with. Um, Mine is probably a, a little rejection. I get so much of that you know, through calling advisors and things like that. The last thing I want is then to go to my second job and start hammering the phones for my prospects there. But it's also time. I've got three kids. I have a full-time job. I do the investment advisory side on or the business on the side. So I have these leads that have come from Smart Asset or Dave Ramsey that, you know, I maybe called three or four times. I put them in my drip email campaign. And if they didn't answer, I just, you know, moved on. So Jonathan, you and I just talked and I'm giving you my list of people. Yes. So we're going to have to do a follow-up podcast. We're going to have to come back and we'll have to share the results of that. But I told you I would get it to you this week. Right. So you're going to try to go set appointments for me. You're not in my area, of course. You don't know my area. So I would be kind of a perfect scenario as any of our listeners that have old, cold, dead leads in their database. I'm going to hand it to you and say, go make some magic. 
that's the that's the goal yeah what do you think josh follow-up episode let's put him on the spot i mean like you were just saying jonathan showed the results this works so i'm excited i I guarantee you you're going to get some business out of it i might just go buy some leads so he can call them for me (laughs) just go buy some leads and do nothing with them (laughs) yeah i'm sold so uh no i think it yeah it's going to go great and It'll be fun to watch how um, this continues to grow for Jonathan. And so I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. Well, I just had a conversation with somebody today and like a lot of these conversations about marketing go, they're like, well, what works now? Because here's what I've tried. I don't want to do seminars. And, you know, you get into the conversation of, OK, well, tell me what you you know, what have been your most recent attempts? What were the challenges that you run into? And like most conversations about leads, it was, well, here are the companies that I've tried and you know, I just, I did them for about six, seven months and I stopped doing them. Well, why'd you stop doing it? Literally today. And he said, well, I just, I couldn't get anybody to set an appointment, not enough to, you know, warrant the the cost I was paying. And so I mentioned you and I said, actually, he's my podcast guest today. So once we have that up and running, I'll send it to you, but you want to talk to him. And he had a good point because we haven't shared how you get paid for this, which I think is the best part of it. I'm not paying you anything, right, to go do this. So no skin off my back. If you don't get me any appointments and I don't sell any business, this didn't cost me a dime, right? Yes, that's why I don't work with current people you're working with because you're going to probably get them anyway. So I don't want to. So That's a good point. Let, let's stop there. Okay. I don't work with current people that you have, like, like the warm prospect leads. You don't want to step in and say, yeah, yeah, give me those because that would be unfair to the producer, right? Then right. you're saying, yeah, split that with me. I set the appointment for you. You're saying, I'll earn it. You know, give me those old cold dead leads, the people you're not going to get anyway. Then right. what happens? How do you get paid? Well, first, I my dad used to buy leads and stuff like that. And then you spend two, three, five, ten thousand $10,000 on these leads. And if it doesn't work, you're out $10,000 and you're never going to get that back. And so I don't want to charge for appointment sets or hours or anything like that. I only split um, if I set up the appointment and you close the business. Yep. And so it's a 25% split and it's only on the annuity business. And you just cut a check to my dad if you close something um, because he doesn't want to be on the application with the other agent or anything like that. So once you close, then you pay 25% of your commission and we move on to the next one. Which this gentleman that I was talking to then, he said, when I explained that to him and he said, well, why wouldn't I do that? You know, sharing 25% is a heck of a lot better than the zero I was going to get. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, this does feel a bit like a no brainer. I mean, really the pressure's on you to deliver. I have utmost confidence. I've seen what you can do for years. So guess that's why, I mean, obviously I do, or I wouldn't hand over all of my prospects. I, if they were people I thought, no, I think I can get this. Why wouldn't I just keep them and do it? I know they are cold dead leads in my database. They are years old. I didn't get them. They didn't respond to the drip. They're probably not going to respond to the drip. And I don't see myself finding a couple hours in my day coming up to consistently call through them. So enter prospect recovery service. We just wrote someone who came to a seminar in Wyoming in 2012. Mm. And we haven't talked to him since 2012. Wow. So how'd that conversation go? Hey, Jim, um, do you remember me I, from 10 years ago? 
Yeah, I said, you know, my name is Jonathan. I work for Jim Johnson. He did the federal retirement seminar you attended back in 2012. And just checking in with you to see if you have any reason to speak with Jim. He's like, actually, I'm just getting ready to retire finally. So um, he remembered my dad. He didn't even think about him. You know, it's been 10 years. And we wrote it. We met him once and then we met him again and wrote him at 800,000. 800, That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. And if you guys are listening in on this and you're like, heck yeah, um, I'm going to get my list in first. But <laughs> how should they contact you? Do you want them to go to the website? Do sure, you, you can go to the you? website. It's uh, prospectrecoveryservice.com. Prospectrecoveryservice.com. Yep. And if they want to call you? 719-200-5877. Okay. And if all that fails, if you forget all of that, if you're driving, you can't write it down. As always, you can call Josh and I, or you can go to the Advisor Arena uh, website and fill out the contact us form there. So Jonathan, thank you. We're going to have you, you as a follow-up. We're going to come back and we're going to, yes. I'm going to let our, our listeners in on how many I gave you, how long it took you to get them, what my appointments were. So we'll do a follow-up. We'll let everybody know how this goes. Well, I got to be on my A game when I'm doing yours, right? <laughs> well, I know that you are for everybody. So sure. But, absolutely. But yes. It's the only way I get paid, right? That's right. Thank you for joining Josh. Thank thanks you. as always. We'll see you yes, guys next thank week. Thank you. Thank you, y'all.